Good morning, and welcome to episode 111 of the Morning Light Show. We are continuing the conversation about spiritual intelligence and the 12 principles to help us build our spiritual intelligence. And just to remind you, if you've been listening to the series or if you're new to listening to the show and you just happen to pick up this episode as a one-off episode, when we talk about spiritual intelligence, we're talking about a sense of meaning, purpose, and values in our lives that's deeper than what we see on the surface. And if we think about spiritual intelligence as our SQ compared to our IQ or our EQ, that it helps us better understand what type of element this can be and is in our lives. So today we are on the characteristic of field independence. And when I first read this term, I truly had no idea what the heck field independence meant. And then when I read the description of this section, I was like, oh, I know exactly what that means. It reminds me of the Tom Petty song, Won't Back Down. I'm not going to sing it for you. Don't worry about that. But we're talking today about standing your sacred ground, even when it's not necessarily popular. And in fact, sometimes whenever people are outright coming to get you because it's so unpopular. So listen in and we're going to talk about how to be okay with standing firm in your convictions, especially if they are not what the crowd is doing. Welcome to the Morning Light Show. I'm your host, Adair Cates. This show will offer you insights and inspiration to free your spirit, open your heart, and start your day off light and bright. In the book, Spiritual Capital, the authors open up the description of field independence with a story about Gandhi. And he was on, obviously, his main mission was independence for India. And he organized this national march from one side of India to the other. So just imagine, gosh, how far that is, first of all. And he had tens of thousands of people walking with him in the heat and the dust. And in the middle of the march, he stopped and announced, this is a mistake. Everybody turn back. And all his followers were like, what the heck? I mean, this is what you asked us to do. And so we did it. And now you're telling us that you don't want us to do it. What is that all about? And his reply was, my commitment is not to consistency. My commitment is to do what I think is right at every moment, even if it means saying that I was wrong. That's really, really powerful. And we, when we think about this concept of field independence and standing up for what we believe in, even if it's not popular or what other people believe in as well, it, it really shows us that in order to be high in our spiritual intelligence, we have to have a really strong backbone and we have to have a whole heck of a lot of faith in something bigger than us that's driving us and helping us and supporting us through the process. Otherwise, I'm not sure how you would get through. So I want to go back to talking about the concept of 
compassion and then diversity, which I talked about yesterday on the episode. And I recognize that kind of like the Gandhi thing I just talked about, I started the show out talking about the group of really right-wing, conservative, biblical people who, I don't know if that's what how I want to describe them necessarily, but they were at the Pride Parade in Atlanta, and they were vehemently against, obviously, um, homosexuality. And that's what they were there fighting against. And I realized that, you know, I was doing the show on celebrating diversity and being inclusive and understanding other people's viewpoints. And yet I set up the show by really saying, like, I disagreed with those people. So our convictions can be so deep that we don't even recognize them. And to me, I'm like, of course, my beliefs are right because I celebrate all people. I celebrate diversity. I celebrate homosexuality. And my belief is that we have a loving God who is inclusive of everyone regardless. However, that God is also inclusive of all of those people who were fighting against the pride parade. And so we have to be really mindful that when we celebrate our convictions or when we stand in our convictions, which for me is celebrating diversity, a lot of times we don't even see what those convictions are. And it's okay. That's part of being human. But we have to always remember that even though we may have our own convictions, there are other people out there that have other beliefs. And if we are going to be spiritually intelligent and radically inclusive, we have to open our hearts and our minds to the people that we just completely don't understand and that we don't get. Okay, so field independence. Let's let's talk about what exactly that is. It means to be able to stand against the crowd And as in Gandhi's case, even against the previous dictates of my own mind and my own thinking, it is to have my own firm convictions that I live by, even if these isolate me or make me unpopular. And that's straight from the book, a definition of what field independence is exactly. I think about all kinds of heroes that we've celebrated over the years, the heroes that have fought in the civil rights movement, all the heroes that we've watched fight in the Me Too movement. And it truly is not an easy thing to stand up for what we believe, especially when that involves considering how we may be received by other people, because it can feel really unpopular. And I think this is an area where I've struggled a lot is how can I feel good about standing in my convictions, but also be inclusive? That has been the hard part for me in this fight of standing up for what I believe is I don't want to leave out anybody else's opinions, even if mine are different from theirs. It's okay. It doesn't matter. But I, I hesitate because I don't want other people to feel excluded. Now, The thing that also comes to mind when I think about field independence is I, let's see, when was this? Maybe three years ago, I went to an event here in Atlanta, and it was a really cool women's event. Well, mostly women. There were some men there. And I had the opportunity to get coached on stage. And it was a very humbling experience. 
But one of the things that the teacher told me on stage in front of like three or 400 people is that I was, you know, the way she described it was you're out here on an island and you have this new way of thinking and this new way of being and you want to help people, but all your people are back on the beach. And it's so true. Anytime we get really into something that we believe, it's easy to just isolate ourselves and put ourselves out on an island because we don't understand how anybody is ever going to understand us. And so we just stay there hoping that somebody's going to come out and join us or who knows that or maybe a rescue ship is going to show up or something. But I see this happen a lot, not just in myself, but in my clients as well, as they are awakening spiritually and becoming really sure about who they are as people and becoming more firm in their independence and what they believe in and their own convictions, they want to hide from people. And it can feel really good to hide from people and just be like in your books and in your podcasts and learning all these awesome things. However, you can't stay there. It's okay to be there for a while and to get your place where you're feeling firm in your foundation. And then you just have to go with it. And you have to trust that whatever you bring to the table, especially to those that you love and that support you, you're able to just be vulnerable and be truly who you are and stand up for what those convictions are. And I would say I've, I've let my guard down a lot in what I believe and my whole obsession of like how we create our realities. And now I'm, I'm in that like awkward phase of learning and exploring what God is for me and what religion is for me and what my practice and my worship needs to look like. And I have to say, I feel in some ways, I feel like I'm back on that island and trying to figure out how the heck I can connect with the people on the shore, but not nearly as much as I did whenever that coach pointed that out on the stage. So I invite you, if you feel like you're out on an island, it's okay. And do what you can to be okay with having people disagree with you and mindful of who you share with, because especially if you're not feeling especially firm in your convictions, it can be very disheartening to share with those people around you. But if you're into building your spiritual intelligence, with you, which if you're listening to this show, you definitely are, have the strength to be lonely and to feel isolated and to feel like you're the only person on the planet who sees things as you do, and yet carry on in the world. Keep having the relationships that you have. Keep doing the work that you do every single day. And the more steady and firm you become in your convictions, the more you will feel good about sharing it. And then you'll start to find the people who think like you and who agree with you and who also probably have some of their own convictions that you can then better understand since you've been off on that island by yourself before. Okay, so what's the opposite of field independence? I love how the book talks about opposites and then distortions and how we can nurture it, nurture it. So we'll close with those things. So conventional or suggestible people are the opposite of field independence. So people that really need to have that group think and that group mindset and don't, don't want to be criticized by others. That's the opposite. I would say common distortions are people that are too field independent are probably just 
stubborn. That's the easiest way to describe it. And so when you get too, you know, stuck in your ways and you're out on that island and nobody is coming to you and you're lonely, that's when you have to start thinking about some of the other qualities of spiritual intelligence, like compassion and understanding and making sure that you have meaningful relationships with others and are able to see their view. Okay, so in terms of nurturing this, Of course, I will always say meditation. I agree with what the book says is having that quiet time to better listen to the call of your soul and listen to what matters most to you. And then self-awareness and self-reflection. And, you know, those three things are really practices, daily practices for building all characteristics of spiritual intelligence. Okay, I'm going to leave you with the thinking questions around field independence. Are you willing to stand by your convictions when all around you disagree? Are you willing to be unpopular in a good cause? Do you dress to please yourself instead of others? Do you enjoy your own company? Do you consider carefully and listen to others before going your own way? All right, so that's it for this episode. Tomorrow, we are going to talk about asking why, because people who are spiritually intelligent are definitely some of the most curious people out there. So I wish for you a wonderful day today, and I will look forward to talking with you again on the show tomorrow. That's a wrap for this episode of The Morning Light Show. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe and share with your loved ones. And for more insights and inspiration, check out my website at firstleadyou.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you next time.